Ashley. What? There are no sales in August. We cordially request that you be our dinner guests as you join us for another episode of Wine and Dine. Hi everyone, I'm Ashley. I'm Megan. And this is Wine Wine and Dine. Dine. And unfortunately that is very true, people. There are no sales in August. This is a sad way to open up our August intro. (laughs) I have good news. You have good news? I have good news. Okay, is there a book sale? No. (laughs) However, there is WAMFest August 17th. WAMFest! Yes, in the Greenwood area. Come join us. It's from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on August 17th. Local distilleries will be there. Um, local artisans will be selling their wares. Some wares are wine themed. Now, do you know, do they accept cards or is it mostly like a fair type thing where you have to bring cash? So the tickets, I believe, are $20 pre-order, 25 to 30 on the day of the event okay. that gets you a wristband which gets you into the wine beer garden that'll be set up and then once you get in there you pay whatever that vendor dollar amount is for your beverage okay um a lot of the wine and beer vendors do have some sort of um mobile like a square like a square um ability to take cards a lot of the vendors have something that will take cards the only thing you will have to pay money for is the food oh okay but it's an a lot of people do an all-day event this will be my third year going this will be my very first i know i'm so happy a little baby (laughs) i'm so so happy i love going there they have amazing amazing food um the wine selection uh, wasn't, I, it can be hit or miss depending, I guess, on who what vendors apply. But their beer selection is out of this world. Like two rows back to back of just beer distilleries. It's cray cray. Now, is it like beer beer or is it like artisan beer? Okay. So, so like, like, is it like Bud Light beer or is it like it's artisan. orange it, flavored pale ales? Yeah. Okay. It's artisan. Um, there are, so like any local vendors will be there. So Mallow Run will be there. Buck Creek Winery will be there. Um, there's another one that's up in Carmel. That winery will be there. Taxman will be there. Uh, the Planetarium will be there. There's some mom and pop breweries that'll be there that are going to be coming in. So Oak and Barrel will be there. It's going to be a huge, it's a huge event and it keeps growing every year. Like it's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. And I love it so much. And then there's music too, right? Live music. Wine and music festival, right? Yes. Wine, artistry, something music. Okay. I don't know what the other M stands for. It's still Whamfest. It's still Whamfest. But that is going on, and that's literally our our goal. August 17th, we're going to get some... We're finally going to buy some lawn chairs. Yes. We need to get some lawn chairs ahead of time, because Mm. every year Ashley has gone and not brought lawn chairs with her. Yeah, so I have to unfortunately lay on blankets. 
<laughs> well, you know what? We're going to get lawn chairs this year. We're going to be prepared. Mm-hmm. We're going to sip on some wine, mm. sip on some beer, listen to some live music. Eat have some garlic knots from oh. the NYC Slice. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I'll eat Arlo's garlic knots. <laughs> I didn't get to look this way by denying garlic knots, y'all. Okay? Mm. That's all I'm saying. So that's that's a biggie that's happening here in the local in indie Indianapolis area. Um, we are having a book club book. Just me and Megan is. And then there's also, I stumbled upon the Wild Goose bookstore uh, just this past month. And I, I have to say, if you're in the downtown area, go stop in there. That is the most charming bookstore I've, I've seen yeah. in a long, long time. Um, and they do a book club every month. Um, their book club is going to be on August 15th at 7 p.m. The book is called City of Girls. Okay. So... If you want to get a little synopsis from it, I can give you that. Yes, please. Okay. The book is by Elizabeth Gilbert. Oh, the same author that wrote Eat, Play, Eat Pray, Love. Mm-hmm. So this is her new novel that came out. Life is both fleeting and dangerous, and there is no point in denying yourself pleasure or being anything other than what you are beloved author Elizabeth Gerbert returns to fiction with a unique love story set in the New York City theater world during the 1940s told from the perspective of an older woman as she looks back on her youth with both pleasure and regret but mostly pleasure the city of girls explore themes of female sexuality and promiscuity as well as idealisms of true love I like that I'm actually quite interested in it. Now, I did not, to be honest, I honestly did not like Eat, Pray, Love. I liked the movie. Mm-hmm. I was not a fan of the book. I wasn't a fan of the book either. Which is weird because usually if I like the movie, I'm like, man, I know I'm going to love this book. And mm-hmm. it just seemed a little slow paced to me. It was very, very slow paced. I really kind of wonder if this one's going to be slow paced as well. Or if this one might be more driveting. I'm not sure. We're getting into an era that I, I distinctly love. I love anywhere from the 1920s up until 1950. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of where I live here when it comes to that. But um, further going in, it's a 1940, 19-year-old Vivian Morris has just been kicked out of Vascar College owning to her lackluster freshman year performance. Her afflute parents send her to Manhattan to live with her aunt, Peg, who owns a flamboyant, crumbling midtown theater called Lily Playhouse. There, Vivian is introduced to an entire cosmo of unconventional and charismatic characters from the fun-chasing showgirls to the sexy male actor, a grand dame actress, and a lady killer writer, and a non- no-nonsense stage manager. But when Vivian makes a personal mistake that results in professional scandal, it turns her new world upside down in ways that it will take take her years to fully understand. Ultimately, though, it leads her to a new understanding of the kind of life she craves and the kind of freedom it takes to pursue it. It will also lead to the love of her life, a love that stands out from all the rest. 
That doesn't sound bad. No, and it's from the perspective of Vivian, who is 95 years old, and she's retelling these events through... Mm, Very Titanic-esque. Yeah, I know, right? Looking back on her life. And, you know, she has no regrets, pretty much, at that point. Which, I mean, if you're 95, I would think you've lived very fully enough to where you wouldn't have regrets. And what's that called? City of Girls? The City of Girls. Or City of Girls. But when I was talking to the manager of the Wild Geese bookstore, we got on the topic of you know, book clubs and how there's a lot of pressure in book clubs to read the book, to finish it, to have a very thoughtful and provoking discussion. And she kind of laughed a little bit when I said that. And she's like, that's not what this, this is about. This is about people coming together, you know, maybe having a, a discussion, maybe just having some, some wine and some nibbles. Wine and nibbles, that's what I live for. I know, right? And I just kind of was like, you know what? I like that. I like where there's no pressure. I mean, she's like, you can come just to get a feel for the room. You don't have to read the book. Um, you can just come and, 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 and enjoy. Or you can read the book and, and be 100% prepared. So I liked that. And if yeah. I lived closer to my hometown... You might just do it. I would totally be on that. Well, I am totally on some of these TBRs that I have for the month. Okay. Because I have a lot. Uh, All right. Last episode, I was telling you guys about how I've been using Kindle Kindle Unlimited. Yes. And I don't know if anybody else has been getting the same recommendations on Facebook that I have. Probably not, honey. But, but okay. all of my recommendations on Facebook, the little ads that'll pop up, mm-hmm. are for Kindle Unlimited books. Hmm. And, I mean, I know that there's, like, a Facebook algorithm that, like, tracks what you're looking for and stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. the only reason I got Kindle Unlimited is because these ads started popping up. Okay. So, it was, like, a, it's not like I was searching for it ahead of time or, like, searching for these books ahead of time. But around It's, the, like, Kindle New or Facebook New. Facebook New, that this is what I needed. And I was, like, all right, Facebook, you're right. Thank you. <laughs> um <laughs> But, so, I have a bunch of TBRs this month, but I've narrowed it down to two that I want to read. Okay. Really badly. Let's so, go. So, the first one I want to read is called Shadow Rising. It's book one of the Shadow Wars by Gabby Fox. Okay. And it says, there are two types of magicals, the sun class and the moon class. After a vicious shadow war a hundred years before, they signed a peace treaty. Mm-hmm. Sun magicals agreed to roam in the daylight hours, and moon magicals walk the streets at night. I'm an Elkie. Technically sun class, but with my pointed ears, my badass bow, I was born to run and hunt in the woods of upstate New York. I'm a country gal at heart. I don't give two craps about sun moon politics or the Big Apple. But then everything changed. My dad died and my mom found a new guy to love, the sun mayor of New York City. Now they're sending me to Zenith Academy, a supernatural school for sun class magicals, celestials, mages, and the elite of the elite. By night, the school becomes Eclipse, an academy for vampires and the creatures that own the night. But everything isn't as it first seems. I've stumbled across a plot to reignite the Shadow Wars all over again, and I think my soon-to-be stepdad is right in the middle of it. Proving it, though, will be another question entirely. Okay, never mind. I want to read it. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's on Kindle Unlimited, so if it's something that you really like, you could read it for free. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm mad now. It sounds really good. It 
looks really good. The mm. cover art is really cool. It's got like that Ooh. sun, but but it's like sunset going into night. So mm. will her allegiance shift to the night people? I don't know. I'm going to be mad if they don't have actually physical copy of that book in my library. They may not. I don't know Aww. because it's when did it come out? Let's see. 100% elit. Uh, no. It just was released May 30th of 2019. Okay, I'm going to have to check it because that sounds uh, just like the Dragon Prince on Netflix. Now, what is this? What is this Dragon Prince? Okay, I'm surprised Joshua hasn't told you about this. He might have. Okay, so it's in the same drawing style as Avatar The Last Airbender. And a lot of the same voice actors and actresses are on this one. Uh, The synopsis is you have the humans, the elves the dragons and at one point the humans decided to try to take on land because they were growing but they were the lowest class and they needed to get some land back from the dragon king yeah well it was said that the the king killed the dragon king and there's no heir uh to the dragon realm but his adopted son and his biological son, the two princes, find this egg hidden in the castle. Come to find out they didn't kill. They killed the king, but they didn't kill the prince at the time. The prince wasn't even born yet, and he, it was still an egg. Uh-oh. So the boys, like, there's this whole crazy plot. The sorcerer tries to take over the kingdom kind of plot. But it's so cute and funny, but it's a lot of, like, elves helping humans in that stigma world. And yeah. It's great. I love it so much. Oh. It's on Netflix. It's called The Dragon Prince. It's it's worth it. I'll give it a try. It's it's cute. I It, it literally reminds me of Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay. Well, then I'll definitely like it, because yes. I loved Avatar. All right. Go on. What's the other one? Uh, the other one that I have is called Cruel Magic. Let me pull it up here real quick. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my Kindle's taking a little time. I didn't download the book, so hold on. Okay. What about the um, synopsis cards that I gave you? Did you have a moment to look through those? Uh, no. I put them in my purse and then completely forgot about them. <laughs> so I went side tangent me and my husband decided to go shopping and we went book shopping because that's what i do a book shop while at half price books i stumble upon this author that's there that's signing her finished copies of like her fifth book in this genre world where it's um scottish vampires and it was scottish vampire slayer that is like the main protagonist through this whole series and she was a really really nice woman she gave me all of these like kind of like playing cards almost which had her cover art on it and then if you flip it over that cover art it was connected to the synopsis on the back of that i personally that was not up my alley but i thought of megan and i like it sounds very buffy-esque from what she was describing to me so i'm keeping all of them they're all in my purse and i'm keeping them and i plan on looking up the books asap but i kind of forgot about them for a couple seconds because i don't necessarily clean out my purse as much as i should so that's okay but it's going to happen soon. But side tangent, David bought three bind-ups of Glenn Cook, uh, the black, uh, what's it called? Battalion? Oh, yeah. The Black Battalion. And he already started reading the first book in the first bind-up. 
And he's like, I already love it. So I'm so stoked that my husband actually is getting into reading and is in, has found something that he enjoys. Like when we went to the Benton house, he purposely said, if you find any books in the series, buy them. I don't care. Buy them. We didn't really find a whole lot at the Benton house last month. I'm very saddened by that sale. I was expecting a lot more. To yeah. be honest. If you guys didn't see our Instagram live story, Ashley bought one book. I bought three books and three DVDs, which for me is a decent haul. That's but a pretty basic haul. Yeah, it's a it's a basic haul for me. But Ashley was kind of underwhelmed. I mean, I was underwhelmed as well. I, I mean, you had to really pick through to find. And that was like the whole thing about the sale is that they market it as it's non-pick through. But it kind of was. I didn't like the fact that it was, like, it was more or less, I think that was more for an older, yep, kind of. Most of their books were either religious or cookbooks. Yeah. And it was so, meant for an older clientele. Now, their children's storybooks. Yeah. They had tons of those. But once again, that's for parents. That's for a little bit older clientele. I mean yeah so it, it is what it is i don't think we'll be going back to that one to say but the benton house was beautiful oh my gosh i wish we could have gone inside and I like bet it done a tour that, yeah oh we're gonna have to do that at some point because that house is absolutely gorgeous and it was only 30 minutes away from us mm-hmm. i can't believe that like literally we drove up the road and we're just like are you sure we're in the right area and then we like turned a side corner and like all the houses were 100 percent different we're just like Yep, found it. Found it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so the second book that I really want to read is called The Royals of Villain Academy. Uh, That's the series, and it's called Cruel Magic. Uh, It says, uh, it turns out I'm Persephone Bloodstone, the long-lost heir to one of the five royal families of dark magic. I'm destined to learn how to manipulate the world with fear and to stand beside the four other scions, the scorching hot, arrogant men who ruled the school. Unfortunately, I'm having trouble locating my supposedly wicked skills. I don't want to use a power that feeds off people's pain, but I have to tap into my talents fast if I want to survive. I've got no time to grieve for my family. The students here are even more vicious than the teachers, and my fellow scions are worst of all. The four of them crush anyone who doesn't katow. I don't even know what katow means, but I I, I assume it's like, follow their lead. No way. I think of uh, cars. Katow. Katow. (laughs) Um, No way will I bow to any villain, no matter how brutally alluring. They can turn on the charm and tear me down, but they can't break me, even if I can barely get my magic working. They've never met anyone like me before. I don't care about ruling. I just want to avenge the people I love. It doesn't matter what kind of power runs through my veins. I'm taking Villain Academy down. Okay. So it kind of sounds like a uh, House of Night novel. I don't know if you ever read any of those. I don't believe I did. Uh, Who was that by? They're pretty good. Uh, of course you would ask me that. Mm-hmm. Give me a second. Mm-hmm. House of Night is by PC Cast, of course. Okay. Um, but those are those are really good. It's basically about this girl that doesn't know that she has magical powers being swept away to this school for people with magical powers. And the school is really corrupt, and she ends up taking it down. So... That's, like, the whole series. It's it's fantastic. Um, I think there's, like, 
12 books in the series, so it's a really long series. Holy crud. But it's totally worth it. The books are very well written. They're very fast-paced. They're just drama all over. It's They're, they're really good. So Totally, totally worth it. If Cruel Magic is anything like House of Night, I will be very pleased. Okay. All right. Those sound awesome. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm kind of like jelly. Oh, you're jelly, huh? I'm jelly. Well, let's see if I'm jelly of your okay. TBRs. So, to start it off, I'm going to do uh, King of Fools, which is book two in the Shadow Game by Amy Foodie. And basically, we're going to be following Ian and um, uh, Le- Levi, kind of from where City of Sins picks up. It says, on the quest to find her missing mother, prim and proper N. Salta becomes reluctant allies with Levi Glacier, the city's most infamous con man. Saving his life in the shadow game forces N. to assume the identity of Seance, a mysterious underworld figure. Known now with the Chancellor of the Republic dead and bounties on both their heads, she and Levi must play a dangerous game of crime and politics with the very fate of the new reigns at stake. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Thirsty for his freedom and the chance to build an empire, Levi enters in an unlikely, unlikely partnership with Vincent Augustine's enraged son. Meanwhile, Inn remains trapped by the Mafia Donna binding oath, playing the role of both Darling Lady and Cunning Street Lord, unsure which side of herself reflects the truth. As Inn and Levi walk a path of unimaginable wealth and opportunity, new relationships and deadly secrets could quickly lead them to ruin, and when unforeseen players enter the game, they must each make an impossible choice to sacrifice everything they've earned in order to survive or die as legends. Wow. I know, right? So this is book two in that series, and it just came out in April. And I finally got it on my audiobook from the library. So I'm I'm stoked. I'm ready. Okay. I'm so ready for this one. But I loved the first one. It, it basically you have early nineteen hundreds um kind of world politics. Um, but yet you have a magical structure that is very weird. That's not it's not normal. So in this world called New Reigns, the world is run by gangsters and mafia. But yet you pay with bolts, which is magical currency. Okay. Stored within your... Used to be stored within your body. Well, now, because of the glass makers, you store them in glass orbs. Okay. But your body still kind of produces, produces them. It. Okay kind of weird but like if you if you and like based on your name that's where your class structure is which means if you're a lower tier your body doesn't make enough to produce so it's all based on how much magic you're able to make kind of but like it's not at the same time so it's all based on your name and your rank okay but yeah no I love it I I gave it let's see I gave that uh, City of Sin, five out of five stars. So. Oh, so you must have loved that. I really did like it's it. It's hard for you to give a five out of five. Hey, hey. <laughs> Be nice. 
All right, and then my other one, I'm kind of tossed between, I ordered I owe you one by Sophie Consala. So depending on when that comes in, I might pick that up, but I would definitely want to pick up I've Got Your Number by Sophie Gonzala, or not Sophie, Sophie Consala. And that was the one that I found at Half Price Books. Yeah. Um, and basically the synop the storyline is is that of course you have a girl that is engaged to this very prestigious gentleman and that they have this family heirloom engagement ring that she ends up losing oh no because the hotel had a mock fire drill that they weren't aware of at the time so she's lost her phone and she's also lost her engagement ring so instead, she just swipes a random BlackBerry out of the trash <laughs> and gives that telephone number to the hotel. Come to find out that gentleman wants his phone back and that kind of pursues a relationship, I'm assuming. If he wants his phone back, why did he throw it in the trash in the I first don't place? Know. Come on. I don't know how his phone got in the trash, to be honest. Um, but the synopsis is this. I've lost it. The only thing in the world I wasn't supposed to lose. My engage engagement ring. It's been in Magnus's family for three generations. And now the very same day his parents are coming, I've lost it. The very same day. Do not hyperventilate, Poppy. Stay positive. Poppy Wyatt has never felt luckier. She is about to marry her ideal mag man, Magnus Travis. But in one afternoon, her happily ever after begins to fall apart. Not only has she lost her engagement ring in a hotel fire drill, but in a panic that follows, her phone is stolen. Her phone is stolen. As she paces shakily around the lobby, she spots an abandoned phone in a trash can, Finders Keepers. Now she can leave a number for the hotel to contact her when they find her ring. Perfect. Well, perfect except for that phone owner, owner's owner, businessman Sam Rockton doesn't agree. He wants his phone back and doesn't appreciate Poppy reading his messages and wading into his personal life. What ensues in a hilarious and unpredictable turn of events as Poppy and Sam increasingly un upend each other's lives. Le others lives through emails and text messages as Poppy juggles wedding preparation mysterious phone calls and it hiding her left hand from Magnus and his parents she soon realizes that she is in for the biggest surprise of her life Okay. I feel like this is going to be just like Kiss Quotient and I'm just going to fly through this book well and you really like Sophie Kinsella anyway I've never read anything by her. This is going to be my first, first book. book. Okay. I remember you saying something about liking her, but I wasn't sure. If I was told that if I wanted to dip my toes into romantic literary, that Helen Hong, Sophie Gonzala, that's where it's at. Okay. So I'm taking the recommendation of Bookables from YouTube. She's the one that said that. So she reads a lot of chiclet. And does a lot of chiclet review mashups. And she basically made a video that states, if you're going to start anywhere, here are like the top 10 books I recommend. Well, those two books were on there. I loved Kiss Quotient. I have a feeling I'm going to like Sophie Kinsella. Okay. Right. So I guarantee you you're not jelly of my stuff. Uh, actually, I'm very jelly of your stuff. 
<laughs> I can't wait to read Kiss Quotient because that's our book for August. Mm-hmm. So I'm already jelly that you've already read it because I want to be able to talk to somebody about it, but I can't until I read it. I mean, it'll be interesting because you can then like text me and message me like, oh my gosh, oh I can't this. Just happened. Uh, this just happened. I'm at this point and I'll be able to gush with you because I haven't been able to gush about it. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Yeah. That's it. That's all there is. There is no more. So I don't know. Got, we've got Wampest this month, but no sales. So it's it's a sad and happy month. I think it'll be a nice break, to be honest, because we could maybe go get some wine, go get some, you know, street fair noms, sit there, listen to some amazing music, and maybe get some reading done. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, I'm Megan. I'm Ashley. And this is Wine, wine and Dine. Dine. The ladies of Wine and Dine would like to thank you for listening to tonight's episode. If you have a wine you would like to suggest, or maybe something you would like the ladies to read, please email us at wineanddinepod at gmail.com. And stay tuned for this week where we talk about books that we believe were miscategorized. Is it romance? Is it erotica? Or is it something else?